Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hello and welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. Friends, foes, family, lend us your ears. This is Chrissy McQueen, Justin Winters, uh, both my husband and the movie geek extraordinaire is looking very confused on my left hand side. And I think it's because all these introductions throw him for a loop. But I was going to do a whole like wah, ah, ah, ah thing. Justin, you know why? Because it's October and we're watching scary movies. Yes! I wish you guys could see the hand movements that are accompanying this. They're like claw jazz hands. They kind of came up and were like, no, no one can stop the claw. Awesome. Scary. Soon I think this podcast is just going to be so I married dot 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 because I think the movie geek's going to be like, I've had enough. And he's going to leave. Never. 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 Never, 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 never. Okay. Well, Justin, mm-hmm. you chose one of the movies and uh, gave me the option for the other one. No, basically you chose one and then I chose one to go with the other one. Okay. The we one could, that you chose. Well, we could frame it that way. <laughs> uh, the one that I chose, because I know when you guys see this on Podbean, you can see the title. So you know what the movies are, but you don't necessarily know which one it is. What could it be? I chose it just because I remember being a little kid at home, and I had a TV in my room, and I used to try to sneak watching 30-something. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, Justin looks really confused and also concerned. Um, it was, like, late at night, and I'm like, I'm going to be a grown-up and watch 30-something, even though I was all of, like, seven. So I would try to turn it on and sneak it because I thought it was, like, ooh, taboo adult. Anyway, the point I'm getting at is that one time after 30-something, I couldn't sleep, and I was flipping, and I happened upon some movie with some guy who had a pincushion for a face, and I went, what is this? And I just stopped because I was very curious, and I watched only about five minutes of it and was scared shitless and turned it off and went, I don't know what that was. I don't think I could ever watch it. I think I had bad dreams for like the next week. And then I was trying to explain it to people. I'm like, it's the movie where there's this guy, he has like pins in his face, like he went to acupuncture and he looks horrible and it's scary and ah! And they're like, I think you're talking about Hellraiser. He doesn't look horrible, he's very relaxed because he has... (laughs) Because he has quills. (laughs) He has constant acupuncture throughout his life. (laughs) Either that or he got in a fight with a porcupine. But the porcupine was very OCD about it. It was like, here, here, the quadrant. Uh, So yeah, ever since then, I kind of... It stuck with me, much like we've talked about in the past, Bram Stoker's Dracula struck with me as a kid, and I never wanted to see it because of that. Mm-hmm. This is in the same line for me. Like, I see both, and I'm like, oh, not as scary as I thought back when I was all of seven, or in the case of Dracula, 11. And what was that movie? Hellraiser, I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. So, dear husband, mm-hmm. what on earth made you choose Phantasm as the accompanying movie to Hellraiser. Um, I chose it because, A, it's a 
cult classic horror film. Which he put in quotes in the air. And B, it spawned several sequels afterwards. Not as many as Hellraiser. Hellraiser's had like nine sequels. Right. And I think uh, Phantasm went to, to like Phantasm 4 or something like that. Well, I, I feel like... And C, Phantasm is one of those WTF movies that I love watching with you because you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and I ask you questions the entire time. And it just makes it's make, it makes no sense to try to answer them because there's really no answer to any of the questions. I, I got that. And the funny thing is, is this was one of those movies when we were watching it that I said, "Oh, this makes me want to do like the live podcast." Where I mean, it would be way too long. We're already we are too loquacious as it is, but it would be fun to record the podcast mystery science theater style mm-hmm. while watching the movie to hear the reactions because this was very much one of those where every five seconds I'm like. Who's that? What's he doing? Wait, did he just lift that whole thing by himself? Where are they going? What is going on? Is this a dream? Is this a dr- I bet you it's a dream. And then you were just like, just watch. <laughs> on the couch. Okay. <laughs> Which one are we going to talk about first? Phantasm. Okay, go ahead. Phantasm. I have never even heard of this movie. For reals? For reals. Oh my gosh. I mean, but is it is it a well-known... I know you said it has sequels, but is it a well-known movie? I mean, as a horror film, yeah. In the horror genre? In the horror genre. Genre. Um, I... this The first one came out in 1979. Honestly, I, I was not even a glint in my parents' eye. Well, you, you were a fetus, maybe. For the latter part of the year. Possibly. It depends on what month it came out. Um, I didn't... <laughs> I think uh, uh, the second one came out like mid to late 80s. I don't know the exact date, but... I don't think it matters. Basically, I didn't go back until like, I think the third one, second or third one came out. And I think my dad brought me a hat home from this convention, like a movie convention. Uh And it basically had one of those metal balls attached to the hat, like you had just gotten balled to death. I am so glad that you brought that up. And that... and of course, as a little kid, I was like, what is this? What is this? What if I wore this to school? And they're like, no, you probably no, shouldn't wear it to school. This is awesome. And that's when I sought out the Phantasm movies and basically went back and watched. So I watched the first one and it was basically, I mean, you've seen it now. Yes. You're just like, what in the hell is this? I feel like this it's is- Sim with a giant question mark. Constantly bubbling up over my head. And since I already knew there were like either one or two sequels, I watched the second one, and you go to it thinking, "Okay, I want answers to what." And then you watch the second, and you're like, "Holy cow! It's just getting worse. This is just like a, <laughs> a never-ending WTF." And then the third and the fourth one came out, and they're just like worse. Like the the first two are the best. I think I like the second one a little more because it's just more production value more money went into it <laughs> without saying something okay but the first two are pretty funny uh, so they made me laugh we we should take a second to discuss the ball because you were saying oh the hat with the ball on the head and the, you know there there's a, a weapon it's kind of like a security device in this movie because it's protecting a mausoleum and it's got i guess motion detection technology and it follows people and then it shoots them in the middle of the forehead and burrows and, like, basically lobotomizes the person, more or less. Yeah. It, like, burrows and the blood comes out the other end of the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's disgusting. The tagline for Phantasm is, if you're looking for a horror that's got balls. 
It's found you. I kid you not. Black and white. There it is. I'm like, best tagline ever for the worst movie? Uh-oh, I hear a crying baby in the background. Maybe she'll stop. <laughs> Maybe, she's, Maybe she's like, they're talking about phantasm. I want to add my two cents. <laughs> I want them to know that the parents watched this while I was in the room. <laughs> Bad parents. She, oh, that's right. She wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we're really good. This is when I was burping her, and she was like, "Whoa!" With eyes as big as saucers, looking at the movie, and you were like, "Oh, Brooklyn likes Phantasm," and I'm like, "Brooklyn should not be watching this." <laughs> she wasn't. I don't think she was watching the screen. Brooklyn loves to watch the screen. She loves nothing more than to but put yeah, those big blue eyes on the screen. She watched like Jersey Shore with me, and she doesn't watch Phantasm. <laughs> I don't let her watch Phantasm. Yes, you do. Although, I guess Phantasm might be better for than Jersey Shore. She does like her some Jersey Shore. It's true. So, yeah. Basically, this the the, the bad guy in this movie is this tall man who's his name, the tall man. Yeah, like, actually, that's his name. And then he has... You know, if he gets mad at you, he sends a bunch of balls at your face. A young boy and his <laughs> friends face off against a mysterious the great gay robber. man's dream of a horror movie. Known only as the tall man who keeps a mysterious arsenal of terrible weapons with him. Not awesome weapons, terrible weapons. Yeah. And then there are these things that are like not quite elves, not quite gnomes. They're dwarfs. They're, thank you. I'm like, what are they? They're short. And um, they are... Basically, what I, from what I understand, is the tall man, who is a gray robber, steals bodies and somehow, like, turns them into another dimension. And that another, that inside that dimension, they get changed into dwarves, where then they are also slaves. Yeah, man. Dwarf slaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brooklyn wants to guest on the podcast. I think we might have to pause for two seconds. Pause. And we're back. <laughs> ah, the beauty of radio or podcasting. All right, Chrissy, in, yes. in less than 45 seconds, for people who haven't seen Phantasm, what what's the story about? Well, I just kind of said in the previous segment, because now we have a segmented podcast, that uh, it's about this kid who witnesses a funeral and a very tall man uh, taking the entire casket by himself into a hearse and then thinking something is weird about this. So he enlists his brother and friends who include an ice cream man to help track him down and figure out why this guy is a nut, basically. And he also recently lost his parents, so he is like totally obsessed with following his older brother around all the time. He has a bit of separation anxiety. Just a teensy bit. But basically... This ragtag group that's following around this tall guy with an army of balls for weapons. <laughs> balls at your face. Right? The, the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense because they, like, jump very quickly from a mausoleum to a grave field. Field? What is that? No, a cemetery? Thank you, grave field. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's a new word. And then, like, the very next scene, they're, you know, the little brother's like older brother, I'm going to do this and you can't stop me. No, wait, don't leave me alone. And he's like locked in the bedroom. The point I'm making is that they're so staccato and they don't make any sense together that you're frequently left, like I said earlier, like a sim character with a question mark above your head going, wait, what? How did they get there? Or like, what just happened? Or is this supposed to make sense? Because it doesn't. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the brother, older brother and the ice cream man are on the porch, like... Having a jam session. 
They're just like hanging out and they get out their guitars and they're like, let's sing a song about ice cream, except not. And later on when they're doing some really nefarious, I was going to say the S word, but now I'm being a good mom stuff. You know what they do? They take the ice cream truck to do the crime and then they play the music as they're driving around. And Justin astutely pointed out, do they have to drive with the music on? I'm like, yeah, doesn't that draw attention? Well, they don't. They don't really hammer the point home, but apparently, Tow Man's been working overtime, and there's not a lot of other people in the town. Oh, is that what? All of them, all of them per- turned into dwarf slaves. Dwarf slaves on planet, you know, high wind. Yeah, I was, was going to say, and that's the best part too. It's like, how do you get to this other world to see the slave dwarfs? It looks like a tuning fork. Kind of. It, it, you have to go through the land of Tuning Fork to get to Planet <laughs> Highwind. It looks basically like two DVD slim shelves from Ikea. <laughs> and, like, if you put your head through it, your head is in the other dimension. You might get sucked in and people have to grab you by your ankles and pull you back. Yeah. And my favorite part about the establishing... There's a lot of establishing shots in this movie. I couldn't help but notice that. I was like, establishing shot of the mausoleum. Wait. There's another one and another one. Oh, establishing shot of the inside of the mausoleum. Establishing shot of what I'm calling the grassy gravesite or whatever I said earlier. Like, it's a, there's a lot of establishing shots that I don't think are were filmed on location. They're um, scenery. Yeah. And it, and it cheapens it, let's be honest. I'm like, cheap movie. Cheap, cheap. But I called it early on. I said, I feel like this is a dream because it doesn't make sense and it's so broken up. I said, much like in um, Inception when they're like, you know, sometimes you're in dreaming, the way you figure out you're dreaming is you can't remember how you got there. That's what Leonardo DiCaprio says. Uh It was like that. Where I'm like, how did they get there? How does this make sense? But it wasn't a dream. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to assume, fans of this podcast, that you're not going to go and be rushing out to Netflix Phantasm after this. Dude, you should. I think all four of them are on Netflix, by the way. Oh, my God. Because a couple summers ago, when we had Netflix, I was like, oh, Phantasm. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah, by the way, the Movie Geek couple does not have Netflix. <laughs> Irony. Go ahead. We don't have time. We got baby. We don't have baby. Um, yeah, I think they're... They, they're not, they were all on Netflix. Okay, well, let's assume for the sake of this argument that you're not going to rush out and go see Phantasm. I don't think I'm giving too much away then when I say towards the end of the movie, the little brother, like, basically wakes up in front of a fireplace. Or actually, I don't even really know he's woken up. He sounds like he's talking to a shrink, but he's talking to the ice cream guy, who we assume to be dead two scenes prior, by the way. <laughs> And he's, like, talking about the the whole thing of the tall man's going to get me. He's gotten everyone else, and I next. He's got a size complex. He's turning everyone into midgets and sending them to his planet to do God knows what. Right, it's totally not cool, man. And the ice cream guy's like, listen, man, I know you just lost your parents and your brother in that horrible car accident. But look at my hair. I'm balding, but I have a ponytail. Does yeah. That, does that calm you? Yeah, <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> Here, let me play some... He had his, like, ice cream bow tie on and they never took off. Anyway, He's so, in all four movies, but he becomes, like, the main character. Oh, my God. So you're watching this, you're like, wait a minute, I thought he was dead. And wait a minute, when did the brother die? Because now they're talking about the brother being dead in a car crash. And he's like, I know you've been having all these bad dreams. And I'm like, oh, so it was a dream. I knew it. He's like, so you know what we should do to assuage all these bad dreams and bad vibes from everyone around you dying? 
Road trip. Let's go camping. <laughs> so the brother's like, awesome. And then he goes upstairs to get his camping gear. And tall man basically comes out of the closet and is like, I kill you. Holy crap. I gesticulated too much. Sorry. And He doesn't say that. What does he say? Ah! <laughs> no, he goes, boy. Oh, well, yeah, it was, it was the thing with that. <laughs> he likes boys. <laughs> it came out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. No, but there was something about, like, games. Wasn't there a thing when he kept saying, like, do you want to play a game, boy? Or well, something? There was a, the boy a, did cut off his finger and then it turned into, like, a little, like, wiggly penis-like thing. With, like, mustard coming mustard. out of it. Yeah, mustard takes the place of blood a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Old man, tall man's powered by mustard. Pretty much. Well, I mean, if that's not an advertisement for Goldens, I don't know what is, because apparently he's been around since, like, the 1800s, because there's a picture of him, like, with some horses, and he's like, yeah. Anyway, that doesn't so make sense. I can't help it. Sorry. He moved the microwave for me. Oh, what else about this movie is so funny? Oh. Wait a minute. We, just, we never, we had to figure out, do you think it was actually a dream, and, like, somehow that was an addendum to a dream, or was it like, you've just been dreaming, kid, and then, no, it was real. I mean, that's what the whole last... Five, ten seconds is he's in the, the closet. Yeah, but what if that were also a dream? Well, it's not because the second <laughs> one comes back and tries to explain everything, and oh, you're just okay. like, "So you know better." Never mind. Um, what else? Oh, it's. I mean, not only had this tall man and these midget dwarves like chasing after them with balls flying at their face. Well, there goes your social life. Any anytime any of the older guys try to like get their swerve on with some chicks. Number one, they take them to the, the the cemetery and try to get them naked. Oh, yeah. But then they're like, either they they got them naked and like having sex with them and then the woman stabs them or the, the woman like just turns into the tall man. Or both. Or usually, both. No, it's usually what happens. It's like she gets the first stab in and then they're like, oh, bleeding out. And then they look at her and like there's like a flash where she turns into the tall man and then flashes back to her and then she finishes the job. So like the... The ratio in that town is just terrible because it's basically men to a bunch of women that turn into tall men. But that was never... No, but it's not a bunch of women. It's just that one chick and it was never explained. I was like, wait a minute. Is the tall man and she the same person? Well, no. There's the chick at the beginning that stabbed that guy. And yeah. Then, and then the older guy... The, the older brother, like, picked up this chick at the bar and then she, like, disappeared. I thought they were the same person. They were both blonde. Are all blondes the same, Chris? Like, totally, for sure. Anyway, why are we trying to, like... Yeah, we're delving way too deep into, into phantasm. Come on. Seriously? <laughs> We'd have better luck delving into Steve, uh, Speed 2. I almost said Steve 2. <laughs> like, that's a movie. <laughs> Steve 2. <laughs> Balls out, Steve you would, 2. You would enjoy that because you, like... I don't think you actually like the name Steve per se. You just want to name every inanimate object Steve or every dog Steve. Our hard drive's named Steve. I know. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> if you look on the laptop, it's like you see, oh, screenshot from here. Oh, access to Chrome. Oh, Steve. Well, I, someday it's going to like turn into 2001 and he's going to like take over our lives. Oh, God. Are you sure you want to put more stuff on me, Justin? <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. I'm filled. The hard drive is filled. Your name is Steve. And he's going to be like, I know that, Justin. You tell me that all the time. Would you like to call me something else? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you change Siri's name? 
Is it possible to change Siri's name? I don't think so. I don't think she's that helpful. She's really not that helpful. But you know how you can change your name and like she'll be like, okay, I will call you Assless and Chaps. Master. Okay, I will call you Master. So what else about Phantasm, Chris? There's more? Did you enjoy <laughs> it? I haven't gotten a sense of what... Well, it's hard. How, do you enjoy being confused? <laughs> Sometimes. See? So it's kind of like that. There are moments of pleasurable confusion, uh-huh. and then there are other moments of, ow, my brain confusion. And it, But it is just one giant bubble of confusion. I would say, even though this was not a long movie, because I know when you started it, I saw the runtime was 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, in part was why I said, let's watch this one first, because it seems shorter. About 40 minutes is the the little boy running from things or yeah. running two oh, things. Oh, I was like, why don't they play the song from, is it Gwen Stefani or No Doubt? I can't remember which incarnation it was, but running. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because he's constantly running. running. Get a bike, kid. I'm like, just run. You run. So would you up. say your favorite part about the movie is the balls? You, balls wanted, you, want, you wanted more balls? No. More, more tall man? No. More ice cream man? I enjoyed, because I have a weird fascination, and I always have, even as a kid, with like what I perceive to be technologically advanced equipment. Mm-hmm. And so for the 70s, that seems somewhat ahead of its time, and I appreciated it for that. But once it started drilling people in the face, I was over it. Yeah, you're like shielding your eyes. Yeah. Oh, like no. it's just getting good. Nobody likes to see that. Um, I, I This isn't one of those movies, to be honest with you, that I feel like I could pick a, quote, favorite scene. It's just a mashup of crazy crap. And there are moments that are nice, and there are moments that are like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? I haven't fallen asleep yet. I've been really good. But is it over yet? And so I asked you this after it finished. You don't want to watch two. No, thanks. <laughs> two or three. No, appreciate you sure? I appreciate, but, you know, it's all good. All right, so what would be your final grade for Phantasm? D plus. D plus? Yeah. Okay. And you, sir? I give it more like maybe like C plus or something like that. Okay. Okay. Whatever. All right, let's go to the movie that you picked. Oh, my God. Hellraiser. Hellraiser, man. Yeah. Funny thing is, in watching the credits, by the way, did they not call the guy uh, with the pins in his face by his... Is it is it Pinhead? Because um, it didn't say it was like lead Cinnabon. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when. Centaur. They definitely don't call him Pinhead in the movie. I can't. I can't remember the sequels to see if they actually started. Maybe that's just like his nickname. <laughs> Maybe what are these? I, but no. But wait. The bad guys. You you told me, and then I can remember. All I can remember was like the cinnamon connotation, and I was like. Cinnabon, no. centaurs. No, when they said well, when they said like okay. they're the Cinnabites, you're like, did he just call them the Cinnabons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. See, that they, doesn't sound scary at all. They work at your local mall. They sound delicious. <laughs> I would never, I would never buy a Cinnabon from any of them. And they actually show the bad guys, or the, the Cinnabons, and I'm like, okay, so there's Pinhead, there's Human Thumb, <laughs> there's Chatterbox, and, and there's the Chick Lady. Was it a woman? Yes. I thought it was just like a very feminine goth emo kid nope, with piercings. A, it was a chick. No wonder his her eyes were so big. <laughs> I wonder her, her eyes were so big? Because they were so luminous. And I was like, poor emo goth pierced one part of the Cinnabon crew. So what did... So 
explain Hellraiser to someone who's never been graced with the luck to see it. <laughs> don't open boxes that are not yours, first of all. Second of all, don't solve puzzles. Alright, because here's what happens. If you do get a box as really a puzzle and then you open it, you accidentally open the door to... I guess I don't know if they're it's hell. They're like it's heaven and hell. Cinnabon land. Cinnabon land where people have sadomasochistic pleasures and pain. And by that I mean like putting fish hooks into a, a human body and like basically pulling it apart by the flesh. Um Yum. Mmm. Delicious. So cinnamony. Basically Hellraiser is a love story. <laughs> yeah. And the way to by the way, in the once you once you're there, I guess you're like it's like hell, you're there forever unless you escape. And then if you escape, you get your ex girlfriend whom you used to, it seems emotionally and sexually abuse to bring you back to life this is your way of explaining the movie to bring well no that's what happens and then you get her to bring you back to life because you know it was so good the first time around and then she is a little kind of bitch idiot masochist and is like okay what you can't explain you explain it so basically, Hellraiser is about this guy who gets this strange little box from, he's like in Asia on vacation. And so he takes this box to his decrepit house and summons the Cinnabon crew. And they basically tear him apart. Tear his soul apart. And then flash forward a little bit and that guy's brother decides to move in his family to Ted this Haggard? decrepit house. With the maggots and the roaches. It's the grossest house ever. You're like, why would you want to live in this house? You're not any better explaining the plot than I was, by the way. <laughs> I was waiting for you to, like, you know, just kind of put it together tightly with it in a nice little box. So they move into this house, and we find out that the uh, the guy's wife had a past affair with the younger brother, who's now dead. And for some reason... It was a very S&M affair, by the way. Well, the Teg Haggard-looking guy is moving in his couch. He slices his hand open and drops some blood on the floor. And then his... The house absorbs the blood. His dead brother is reanimated into this, like, strawberry jelly-looking man with no skin or whatever. It's almost like reverse um, rigor mortis. Like, all of a sudden, it's, you know, a, what can be perceived as a human body, but in the latter stages of Rigo. And then it goes backwards from there to get back into human, fully functioning form. But in order to do that, he needs more blood. Blood? blood? The funniest thing is <laughs> that when the wife finds out that the brother is hanging out in the attic, all grossy wosy, it's... <laughs> Yeah. She's like... Oh, grossy-wosy. She's like, I have no no options, you know? I would rather go with this... Okay, wait. Like, reanimated corpse than Ted, Ted Haggard or The Field. Like, yeah. there's no one else no, in no, the no. world for me but wait. this gross guy. Ding-ding imitation bell. Uh-huh. Justin, you play the part of the S&M girlfriend. I think her name was Julie. The S&M girlfriend? The wife-slash-ex-girlfriend of the dead guy. Why do I have to... You'll see. Okay. And I'm going to be the the ex-dead guy who's trying to get back to life. Okay. Okay? All right. I need more blood. Okay. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? 
<laughs> main character. Huh? So what did she do? She's scared. Oh my gosh. No. I need more blood. Don't you want me to be human? I have no other option, so I guess I'll go to the bar. Touch me. You're kind of gross. Touch me. I want to touch you. Okay. Touch my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> She's gross. That's what this movie is about, by the way. We're better together when we explain it together. So then she goes to the bar and like lures these poor dudes to the attic. We're like, hey, we're in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, baby cry. Stop crying, baby. She's like, I didn't like this movie either. My parents made me watch this. What? No, we CBS is going to come after you for mentioning. We she did not watch either of these movies. She did not watch this one for sure. She was in the other room, but she could probably hear it. Oh, she's gonna let her cry. No, that's inhumane. This is impossible. She's two months old. We're never gonna get through another podcast again. Brief hiatus. Time in. That was two different time references from the '90s. Hope you enjoyed that, and I hope that that distracted you because we don't know what we were just talking about. And by just, I mean an hour ago, because that's how long it took the baby to go back down. I think she just doesn't want us to podcast about movies anymore. I think, no, it's not that. I think she wants to be on the podcast. And she's like, what? Me? 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 I have things to say. I'm important. Me? That's what's going on. Hellraiser's my new favorite movie. (laughs) Hello, CBS. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, I remember something funny about Hellraiser. What? Um, The... During the first scene where they tear the guy limb from limb, basically, and Gross. scatter his body parts all around, Chrissy looks at me and is <laughs> like, it's like a Disneyland ride. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, what Disneyland are you going to? Okay, well, wait, hold on. I didn't say it was like a Disneyland ride. I said, oh my God, it's so Disneyland. Oh. And you were like, What? And then we were laughing about how I was likening Hellraiser to Disneyland. And I explained that the reason it made me think of Disneyland is because um, the great thing about 70s and 80s horror movies is that the blood and guts and, like, the skin tearing and all that is so obviously fake. Like, the skin is basically rubber. And it, you see these fish hooks going to what looks like silly putty and then pulling the silly putty apart. And um, it reminded me of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean where, you know, like, the guy chases... The pirates are are torn apart (laughs) limb by limb by this pincushion man. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Only I didn't. I meant, like, you know, the characters are, you know, chasing the dog around in the jail and they all... They look fake and rubbery. And it just made me think of that because I was like, oh, it's much less scary when it doesn't look so real. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you wouldn't be excited to ride the Hellraiser ride? Yeah, you're like, the Hellraiser ride at Disneyland. Can I ride the Hellraiser ride? For limited time only. We'll be chased by the Cinnabons. (laughs) (laughs) They want to tear us all apart. Oh, man. That would be great if this were like a Simpsons episode and Homer's like, mmm, Cinnabon. (sighs) And there's this bomb where at the end he'll like run into the fire and he'll grab the box and fly away as like a dragon creature. All right. That was in the movie. I remember the the girl, Ted Hager Lookalike's daughter, mm-hmm. um, very quickly trying to solve the puzzle box to, like, 
send everyone back to hell. And my favorite part was that she actually said it. She's like, go to hell. And then she's like sitting there origamiing the shit out of that box. <laughs> origami. That's what it looked like. Oh, it was like it's like a less colorful Rubik's cube. Tell me, basically. it didn't look like the way you used to fold notes in junior high when you were going to hand it off to a friend, or did boys do not do that? Girls do that. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Girls fold notes really interestingly and be like, "Here you go." Yeah, it's before texting. If you open it, the Cinnabons will come and tear your soul apart. <laughs> Check yes or no. Love you. Check, no, checking was elementary school. Get it right. <laughs> There's no checking after elementary school. <laughs> yeah, in junior high, you graduate to doing like the folded origami notes. So and pager code. Would you? Did you prefer Phantasm or Hellraiser? No, Hellraiser. Why? It's it's still a better product than Phantasm. At least it makes more sense. Not like a ton of sense as far as the character choices are concerned, mm -hmm. but there is a more linear progression to the movie than there is uh, Phantasm. And we've discussed this on this podcast before. I have a real problem with movies that don't follow at least some semblance of a linear storytelling. Mm -hmm. And um, it, they, they throw me, they confuse me, and then I don't understand. And I'm like, what was the point? So, this one was at least linear. I could at least follow the action, even if I didn't agree with the character choices or think they even made sense, i.e., the girlfriend of the ex-bastard who is now married to Ted Haggard look like being like, okay, you want blood? I'm going to find people in bars and bring them home, and then I'm going to kill them just for you because you treated me so well in our past life. <laughs> You're bad. I like bad men, even when they're I don't get it. sent to hell and then regenerated into a bloody mess. You want to touch me, bloody mess? Well, all right. Is Just this once. Is your penis bone still there? Then we can still do it. <laughs> Hopefully the skin will go there first. Ew. Ew. She goes back, like, I think it's, she's definitely in the second one. I can't remember if she's in the third one, too. Oh, how's that possible? She died. Well, oh, oh my! So you do you want to? Does this make you want to watch two through nine? Nah, me, 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 me. Maybe two, two, but that's it. Mostly because of pain cushion face. I found him to be the most interesting. Out of the Cinnabons? I don't know. The human thumb really took my attention. <laughs> he didn't talk though. It doesn't matter. You reminded me of Mama June from Honey Boo Boo. That's really all that matters. And that's all I could think of the entire time they showed him. Anytime that the, the human thumb Cinnabon character was on screen, I was like, Hey, you want some sketty? Go get a ketchup and the crunchy crock. And it's all subtitled. He's just waiting in the shadows for his spinoff. <laughs> Hellraiser, the human thumb strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> Joel McHale was making fun of her on the soup uh, about a week ago and saying, look at her diamond necklace, when clearly she's not wearing any necklace whatsoever. Aww, and goes, not nice. It's cold right now, but it will be a diamond soon. Mm -hmm. Womp womp. Rosie O'Donnell wants to buy them a house. Good for her. Do you think that that should happen? It's her money. If she wants to, sure. But I mean, should Mama June go for it with Sugar Bear and her... Should she go for getting a free house? Yes. Sure. She well, said no. Who said no? Mama June. Why? 
She's like, I I love living next to this railroad track in our little two bedroom. No, 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 yeah, kind of. I think that was the whole thing. It was like, you know, thought, we're she, country folk. We don't put on ours. She probably thought she'd be indebted to Rosie O'Donnell forever. Maybe she, she thought she like her human thumb. Like she, she would was be, like, I'm she, gonna be a lesbian. She would be the human thumb to pincushion Rosie O'Donnell. Thank God they subtitled that show because Honey Boo Boo, if they didn't have closed captioning, wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like. Almost knew you, but you're gonna go get the thing that doesn't wear that on it. It's not gonna that bad. It's pretty bad. And then oh. the in the forklift foot. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? So what will be your final grade for Hellraiser? I'm not making fun of the South. I'm making fun of the people on the show. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Just want you to know. Um, uh, C. Straight C. C. A C. What did I give the other one? You gave it a C, C+. Plus. So I give us like a B, B minus. Oh, it's pretty entertaining. It is. It helped. I mean, I didn't fall asleep. High five. High five. I mean, that's good for me in general. But now having a baby, that's really good for me. Great. Well, gosh golly, will we be watching more Halloween movies for this podcast? Uh, our next one is going to be Halloween, which you, for some reason, have never seen. I was going to try to sing the theme, but then I realized I didn't know it, and it was going to be the Twilight Zone theme, and that didn't make sense. The OG Halloween, and then, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you've put off for way too long. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't care. It's actually less bloody than Hellraiser. Really? Yep. Is it... Just as fake, though, where I'm going to be like, Disneyland! <laughs> yes, it's, it's just like a Disneyland ride. Okay, then I'm on board. Is it like the Dumbo ride? Yes, it's just like the Dumbo ride. <laughs> so that's my favorite. <laughs> you, just making sure. You ride around the air on chainsaws and stuff. That, is that what a chainsaw sounds like to you? Because I thought it was more like... <laughs> yes. Good job. Thanks. Not it should be a chainsaw for Halloween. Not like a gay cat. You like, were a gay cat. It's like a Hello Kitty chainsaw. Fruit <laughs> for kids. That again makes me think of the soup of yeah. with Brian Williams. All right. So before the baby starts crying again, we should probably sign off. Check us out on Facebook or on the Twitters. On the tweeters. The tweeters. Because he's on Instagram. I am on Instagram, and it's awesome. I'm kind of obsessed. This past three weeks have been great. iTunes. That's just sad. What? Why is it sad? <laughs> you can take cool pictures of things. <laughs> you know, you can take cool pictures of things without posting it for the world to see. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Justin's handle on Twitter is Justin Winters. On uh, Twitter and Instagram, I am Chris Winters with a K. And on Facebook, we are So I Married a Movie Geek. Thanks, guys, very much for listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions for movies, send them our way. You can either post them on any of those places we just talked about or on iTunes. And should you feel so generous as to write us a review, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't kick you out of bed. I would take your house that you want to offer me. Rosie O'Donnell, if you want to buy me a house, <laughs> go ahead. That's cool. We're on board. Wherever. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> well... Not wherever, but within reason. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to McIntyre. Justin Winters. The McIntyre. That's where I live. I'm Honey Boo Boo. Oh, sure. I live down the street. We could be, we could be BFFs. I think me and Honey Boo Boo would be, make a great team. I don't know about that.
that child. Mm-mm. Better rid Nick and Ness. Oh, good lord. All right. Bye. Bye.